When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Another But Sports with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, November 27th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill is the best dentist that there is. You want to go to a dentist? Sure, you can go to any dentist. You want to go to the best dentist? There's one number to call. 317-849-2933. News out of the Colts today. We were over at the Colts Complex and heard Frank Reich talk injuries. We found out that Devin Funches, he's not going to go this week. That bone that was broken in the opener against the Chargers has not knitted completely. They have until December 4th to either activate him or IR him for the rest of the season. Paris Campbell, he might go this Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. They're going to try a variety of pads to protect his injured hands or hand while allowing it to function and, and catch footballs, that kind of thing. But they want to see it happen. They want to see it happen live before they activate him. So they're going to put him through his paces this week and see exactly what he looks like catching the football, and we'll see if he goes on Sunday. If he does go, that's a good thing for the Colts because they need speed. T.Y. Hilton, they think this weekend he's got a chance to be pretty close to 100%. That is a good thing. In college basketball, James Wiseman, his suspension from the Memphis basketball team was upheld by the NCAA. He will be eligible to return January 12th against South Florida. He is projected to be the number one overall draft pick in June's NBA draft. There's a GoFundMe page for the family of Nate Bain. Nate Bain's a basketball player for Stephen F. Austin, and his family, they lost virtually everything because of Hurricane Dorian, including his father's church, destroyed. So Stephen F. Austin, uh, the uh, athletic department, launched a, a fundraiser for the family, and until yesterday, it had accumulated less than $5,000. Well, last night, Nate Bain made a coast-to-coast run to victory at Cameron Indoor Stadium against the Dukies and gave Stephen F. Austin the biggest upset in college basketball over the last 15 years, and as a result, people have sought out Nate Bain and this athletic department's uh, fundraiser for his family. Instead of under $5,000, now it is over 
$1,000. How about that? People love to see the Dukies get beat. And you know what? It's good that something good came from it. That, I think, is absolutely wonderful. Good for people. I might donate a little bit myself. That's how much I enjoyed watching uh, Duke lose last night. That Stephen F. Austin won. I could care less. I don't even know where that school is located, but I do know where Duke is, and I do know that I enjoy like hell watching them get beat. Not as much as I enjoy watching Kentucky get beat. I'm still a huge fan of Middle Tennessee State for what they did to Kentucky back in 1982. How about Bob Morris and what they did when Kentucky went to the NIT a few years ago? And then, of course, earlier this month, the University of Evansville beat Kentucky at Rupp Arena. We love that just as well. The Indiana Pacers, they got a game tonight against the Utah Jazz, and the Jazz are one of the better teams in the Western Conference, which is easily the better of the two conferences in the NBA. So it's one of the best teams in the NBA. The Pacers at 10-6 and have really been pretty good, a little bit better than expected, I think, in the absence of Victor Oladipo. They've got that game tonight against the Jazz, which is a really good test for them. Aaron Holiday starred coming off the bench as part of that second unit that is really kind of explosive and helps the Pacers create distance between themselves and opponents. We talked to Aaron Holiday about what this evolution has been like as he continues to become a really, really prominent member of this team. All right, Aaron, uh, really got in a rhythm on Monday night. What, that seems to be the norm rather than the exception now. You, you feel pretty good with your role? Um, for sure. I just try to get out there and help my team win best I can. So. Reminds me of this before your time, but a guy named Vinny Johnson who played for the Pistons. Was, they called him the microwave. It was like instant offense. When you come off the bench, that when you guys, when this thing gets together with Vic in the starting lineup and Jeremy comes back to the that second unit, that second unit's going to be badass. For sure. I mean, it's great now. It is great now, but all the talent we've shown we have without everybody out there. I think that was good for us. Uh, we showed that we have a lot of guys on this team that can really play, and once everybody gets back, we'll have a lot to prove. How uh, Your adjustment as an NBA player, walk me through it a little bit. How, how Has it been difficult? Has it been kind of simple? Has it been relearning the game? What's it been for you? Um, it has not been simple. It's been very difficult. Uh, just coming in, not really playing last year, not knowing really what to do, but... Then just coming back, just trying to play. Uh, not so much relearn the game, but just stay consistent, stay confident in myself to when I get my chance, just go out there and play. Is there anybody who puts his arm around you and says, here's kind of the deal? I mean, you got your brother now, so I would assume he's kind of in that role. But is there anybody who's kind of walking you through it, to kind of, you know, dancing around the minds a little bit? Um, not really. I'm just trying to learn it on my own pretty much. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's guys around you that go through what you go through, and you see them. So once you get in that position, you can learn from it. But... I just try to just learn as much as I can out there when I'm playing. How difficult has it been for you to, uh, like, uh, is your focus avoiding mistakes or making plays? Ha- has that been tough for you? Because, like, yeah. you get pulled for making mistakes, right? Sure. So that kind of discipline or that kind of consequence, that's not pleasant. No, it's not. But being a young guy, it, it is what it is, and you just got to go out there and try to make plays as best you can. The uh, Nate, how's it, Mark Monteith and I were talking about you while you guys were out there. How has Nate affected your development as a guy? Um, just this year, he just keeps telling me to play my game and get out there and just make plays for my teammates and for myself. Uh, obviously, he knows I'm a scorer, so 
he just wants me to get out there and play my game pretty much. Is there is there a sense that you guys need to share shots, or is there a sense that hey, I'm if I'm open, I'm taking what I can get? I mean, you just make the right basketball play, right basketball read. If you're open, you shoot it. If you're not, you have a swing, swing, you pass it. So it's just the right basketball plays. When you get hot, do you feel like okay, here we go? Come on, gimme, gimme, gimme. Uh, no, I just still try to make the right play no matter what. That's Aaron Holiday, very, very good dude, and I, I'm so happy for his success. It's hard to have a conversation like that, i got to tell you the truth. I like asking questions with happy answers, but given that uh, Aaron Holiday's evolution into being an NBA player, while it has been painful, and you heard him say that himself, it's also kind of, there's light at the end of the tunnel for this guy, and, and so talking to him about it, I thought was kind of important, and I thought kind of interesting. The IHSAA High School Football Championships are going to be contested Friday and Saturday. Friday, you've got the 1A, 3A, and 5A games. Saturday, 2, 4, and 6A. The finale of these games is Carmel against Center Grove. Two Mick opponents. They know each other really well. The coaches know each other really well. Let's talk to the coaches first. Carmel head coach John Hebert. Does playing in the Mick, does that help you prepare to play in the state tournament? Or is it such a gauntlet it makes it tougher? Well, I think you have to get out of your regular season in one piece. Uh, I think you can you can have so many um, bumps and bruises that uh, it's hard for you to put it all together when when uh, you know your your team's life is on the line uh, in the in the tournament uh, format. And uh, I mean that's that. There's not a better example of this than than Center Grove. I mean they. They went through and, and lost some games. I, I watched the tape of those games, and and you know they're they're a really good football team, and and you see the pieces all there. It's just a it's a matter of can they pull it all together when it comes to the tournament, and and they have, and I think we have too. Uh, you know, we 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 benefited so much from being exposed by great teams in our league. Uh, we lost to North Central, we lost to Ben Davis. And uh, we lost both those games in different ways. Um, that those are lessons that our team, um, when you when you refer to them, they know exactly what you're talking about, and they know that um, we we can't go back to the things that allowed that to happen. Um, but it can happen, and uh, you know I, I I just think you you eliminate the false uh, ideas, the the false bravado. Uh, that not being challenged uh, can bring, and uh, you know, so we're 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 facing an opponent that that I think is very similar to us in a lot of ways. I think their program's a lot like us, and our kids know it. They you, they've they've heard it all before. They've lived it and experienced it, and so I I have to think that both teams are going to play at a higher level because of it. Does it help you guys to get a loss? I mean, nobody wants a loss. You would never invite one. But it's an attention getter. It, it brings some humility to your guys. Does it help to lose one or two or three during a regular season? I, I firmly believe that it does. And I, and I might be one of the worst losers there is. I, it, it hits me hard. I don't sleep. Um, I'm hard to be around. But... Um, almost always something positive comes from it and I think you, you, kids when they come into your program and they they look at the overall accomplishments of a team but they don't keep in mind as readily what those teams went through and almost every great team that we've had 
at Carmel has lost games. And uh, 2016, we were state champions. We we lost four games, and uh, we were we were four and four at one time. We, you know, we didn't know how that was going to turn out. I mean, there were people. You really see kind of the bad side of some folks during that. You know, some people that that you thought were on your side and they're not on your side, and they're critical of the things that you're doing and. And it's in those times that you have to really double down on your values and tighten things up and um, get back to, you know, really focusing on what's most important, which is doing things the right way and, and staying true to your values. And, and that, to me, has been a great recipe for most teams in this league, minus the great Warren Central team last year or the Ben Davis team before that. I don't have any experience with that. I don't know about having an undefeated team and going all the way through and having near misses, and that's not our formula. You know, we're going to take some lumps here and there, but we're going to try to grow from them. Since a high school sports, right, that dealing with adversity brings you maybe a greater appreciation for success. Does that make sense? It does. We talk about that every day. The hope is sometime in your life, you're going to be a father or a husband or, you know, you're going to be in a business or, you know, in a community member and people are going to be looking to you in times of, of turmoil and crisis. And you, you've got to build a lifestyle around dealing with those things and knowing that you are capable of pulling yourself out of them, despite how bad it may seem. And, uh, that's becoming an adult, uh, you know, it's harder, I think, in our society to provide authentic experiences for young people to go through um, for them to learn these traits. And I do believe that athletics and football uh, specifically is one of those great things that, that we have where you cannot escape uh, disappointment. You cannot escape um, criticism and and the, the shattering of of you know, expectations that some people may have, and you've got to regroup and you've got to rely on each other. You have to learn how to trust people. You have to learn how to, you know, have, have people count on you and you be willing to deliver. Um, it really is the beauty of the sport and why so many high school coaches do what they do. What's the one thing you guys have to do Saturday night to beat Center Grove? The one thing where you're going to hang your hat and say, if we do this, I think we're going to be okay. Well, there's a lot. They're, they're a good football team, and, and it's, it, there are several things that you have to try to do against them. But the, the, the two things that we've been holding on to um, here in the last six weeks is the idea of explosive plays, limiting our opponents' explosive plays, trying to produce some explosive plays ourselves. And then the second is the turnover margin. Being on the plus side, you know, it's not that you can't commit a turnover, but you want to be on the plus side. We need to take the ball away. We need to value the football. We want it when we don't have it, and we've got to value it when we do have it by protecting it. Those two things have been the recipe uh, for us here in this run, and, um, you know, it's easier said than done. And it's not something that you, because you're set out to do it, can achieve it. it it sometimes things don't work in your favor always kind of comes back to doing what you believe in what you know which is fundamental football uh not getting too elaborate not trying to outthink yourself uh, being hard-nosed 
you're going to have to play Center Grove for probably more than four quarters. When we played them, last time we played them, state championship, it was overtime. Uh, we turned the ball over six times in that game offensively. I cannot believe we won that game, but our kids somehow found a way to do that. Um, and I know that Center Grove is capable of that type of um, effort every time they play as well. What's it like coaching at a place where a state championship is the threshold for success? If you guys lose in a state championship game, the season's kind of seen throughout the community probably as a failure. It can be hard, and I think it's it's my job to remind the team and the players, uh, all the people involved, once it's over, um, of what their great accomplishments were. And, and it's hard for them to accept it because they have that standard set. They want to win the ninth state championship for Carmel and, and football, and they see their classmates winning in all these other sports, and there is no alternative in their mind. I think there is. I think putting forth your best effort, doing the best you can, growing as a team, those have so many uh, great rewards uh, that go unrecognized at this stage in a young kid's life down the road they will see it differently my hope is i talked to eric talking to you you applaud them they applaud you he spoke about you glowingly and about jim as an ad is that just nonsense and in like trying to avoid bulletin board material or or do you guys really have that level of respect for each other no it absolutely is the truth and any opportunity i have to talk with eric um I take it, and I, I gain a lot from it. And most of the time, we're not talking about football. Um, you know, you, 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 you look around the state, and you look at guys that have done an amazing job year after year. Eric Moore's name always is at the top of the list. I mean, and he built that program with his bare hands. And um, so, I, you know, we're chasing them often. And uh, our kids... You know, we won the Copper Kettle for the first time in my career as a head coach. And, uh, you know, our, our kids were so excited to do that. And, you know, the, the, it's just a, a level of respect that you have for somebody that you know does things the right way. Um, but you know how that goes when you're playing somebody that, that you're competing with all the time. There's, you have mixed emotions on it. There's there's some bitterness there. There's some anger there um, because you've you've had your heart broken by them before, and uh, so you don't want that to happen again. Um, but you know, a very good friend of mine, Chad Daniels, is the uh, defensive coordinator at at Center Grove, and I have so much respect for him and and care about him as a person, and always feel um, happy when he has success. It still hurts when it happens at our expense. So I'd rather that not happen that way. That's Carmel head coach John Hebert. Now let's turn our attention to Center Grove. The Trojans are led by the estimable Eric Moore. What's the key to you guys getting a W on Saturday night? Well, the big key is us being able to control the football uh, and keep the mighty Carmel offense off the field by keeping the Trojan offense on the field. Uh, we have to eliminate their big plays when they have the football. We have to eliminate our mistakes. We can't fumble and turn balls over. Uh, penalties would be huge. Once you get behind the chains, either team's going to struggle because both of our defenses are really good. But this year, this particular game, the Carmel defense is excellent. Uh, maybe the best I've seen in three or four years. So we're going to have to be precise on – it's like every call you make is got to be the best call of the game. So that's going to be tough. But with that, if we can keep their offense from the big plays, uh, make them drive the ball like we like to, 
shorten the game down, that could be this recipe for success. What was the key to you guys turning it around? Five regular season losses, but you've uh, you've ripped through the state tournament. Well, did you happen to look at the schedule of who we played those first first games? First three games might have been the best three it was the best three teams in the state at that time. Remember, I, I this is the most. I have six sophomores on the field. And only one, really, maybe two seniors on defense. So this is the youngest team I've ever put on the field in August. And I knew it was going to be hard when we looked at our schedule. For whatever reason, we got our legs back and we got a lot of confidence built up. By week four, we played Ben Davis and we had a really, really good football game. We got a little bit of momentum, made a couple big plays that we hadn't had all year and, uh, and, and started, started playing football. That really didn't equal win. But we were in every game all year long. I kept on telling people, this at, at week nine, this could be an undefeated football team. And then Carson Steele returns to the lineup. And in the Warren Central game, we had 10 possessions that were third, down, third and three or less and two on fourth down, and we converted 10 for 10. If we have him and we convert half those, we win seven, eight games during regular season. So that was the big turning point. Is it tougher to win the Mick or tougher to win the 6-8 title? I'll tell you Saturday because i got to re-win the Mix. <laughs> i got to play all the teams that tied for first place. Uh, I, you know, it's harder to it's harder to play our schedule. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And, and the reason is, uh, and and everybody says, well, we'd like to play one one of those teams, but play them back to back to back to back. And when you when you're in the mix and you have a three and four record, and people say, ah, they're not that good. Well, come and play those four teams that beat us. And and again, you know, the last time we played Carmel, it's twenty to fourteen. We played Warren Central and lost 27-20. We're only one play away, one drive away that we just couldn't finish. So after the Ben Davis game, we we said to ourselves finish is going to be the motto for the rest of the year and we've really done a great job our young kids learned how to finish what did you do to keep the kids heads on straight as you were kind of struggling a little bit and keep your eye on the prize well we had so many young kids they believe anything you say so (laughs) (laughs) that was that was one of the things uh and, and you know we never got negative you know really never got negative we never panicked my coaches have done a great job of Hey, we just lost a one touchdown game to Warren Central. Now we got to play New Pal. We just lost a one touchdown game. Now we got to play Carmel. Now we got to play Ben Davis. Uh, you got to keep every Monday. We got to get make sure that we keep everybody getting back on the boat and pushing and pulling in the right direction. What makes Carson Steele so special? Humble, uh, leader by example. Doesn't say anything. Uh, loves high school football. Loves high school teammates. Loves Center Grove. Loves running the football. Humility. It, it, that's such a like a divider, isn't it? The kids who are immodest and the kids who are humble, like you can you can chart success based upon humility, can't you? Yeah, you'd like to be able to give out parent trophies because some some parents really deserve a trophy for what what they're putting on the field. We're allowed to coach kids. Sometimes we get kids that haven't had good parenting. Sometimes we get kids with awesome parents, and you can see, you know, we we tell them you're a mirror. You know, you're a mirror of what you, how you've been raised and. Uh, his parents have done a great job, and you know, all the parents at Center Grove do a great job. That's a great place to work, um, and, and, and that's why, because we have such good character kids. That's Eric Moore, the head coach at Center Grove. Center Grove, like I said, taking on Carmel Saturday night in the 6A state championship. Five games precede that, three of them on Friday, two of them on Saturday. Uh, cannot wait to watch these teams play. The new pal Valpo game I think is going to be fantastic on Friday night. A huge weekend of sports all over the place. We've got the bucket game up at Purdue, Indiana, playing for a slightly better bull berth than they would get otherwise. Purdue 
trying to keep Indiana from getting it, right? If Indiana wins, they likely go to the Music City Bowl, which is great news for Indiana alums and students who want to bomb it down to Nashville and have a great weekend. If they lose, they likely go to the Red Box Bowl out in Santa Clara, California, where only the wealthy can go, right? You have to fly out there. You got to stay in an expensive Bay Area hotel. To hell with that. Let's go down to Nashville, have a great time. The Colts, they've got the Titans on Sunday. We'll see what happens. The Colts, they're best with their backs against the wall. Their backs are against the wall. And I hope I don't have to remind you to be thankful for what you've got this Thanksgiving. We spend a lot of time covering what we might be able to attain Tomorrow, let's be thankful for what we have. Spend time in relaxation, a little bit with our family, have some fun together, watch some football, enjoy a whole lot of food, not too much drink. Let's not do that too much. Let's not be embarrassing. I treat the holidays like I treat weddings. All right, you don't want to be that guy at a wedding reception, right? On Thanksgiving, Christmas, you don't want to be that guy. Don't be that guy tomorrow. Don't be the idiot. Let somebody else be the idiot. If you're in a room and you don't see somebody else acting a bigger fool than you, then you are the idiot and you need to dial back your hysteria. Don't have that much fun, all right? Uh, Breakfast with Ken every weekday morning at 8 o'clock, straight up on Facebook Live, and then at about 8.15 on Periscope Live. The Periscope feed Always available on Twitter as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Kent Sterling. I'm thankful for you. I got to tell you the truth. You people listening and you people watching, you make it okay for me to do this. You make me feel like I'm not wasting my time and, and that we're having some fun together and maybe I bring some insight you enjoy. That is a nice thing for me. That is a gift for me and thank you for it. Breakfast with Kent, like I said, every weekday, 8 o'clock. Join me. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.